Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. I know a lot of times as men, we think we know everything about women. We think we know what they want. We think we know how they think. We think we know what they want in bed. We think every woman to some extent is the same. And that's where consistently as men, we fall short. I know for myself, I was in relationships to where I thought just because I may have played football and I was in great shape or because I looked a certain way or because I may have thought my penis was something that it really wasn't to another female that I had enough to satisfy her sexually. Didn't need intimacy, didn't need love. I just kind of coasted off my looks per se and the things that I felt I brought to the table, not really caring about what women thought. Maybe it's the patriarchal society. Maybe it was me being misogynistic and ignorant at the point in time that I was dating or in relationships. But at some point in time, all men fall short thinking we know everything. We think we know what women want when we have no idea. Intimacy. What does intimacy mean to me? Intimacy is being able to be vulnerable to someone that I'm in a relationship with or somebody that I'm courting or somebody that I'm being intimate with and not just sexually, but being intimate enough to listen to what this woman has to say, to hear out this woman, to put myself out on the line before she gives her intent of the relationship or the situation, to be able to say, I love you, I care about you before she does. Not playing the waiting game like we're jump roping to jump in and say what I feel, how I feel, when I feel. Intimacy to me is doing things for no other reason than feeling like that woman is deserving of it. Intimacy to me is being transparent. Intimacy to me is just being me without no fronts, no filter, not acting hard, not acting brody, not being egotistical, but being able to subdue myself and be vulnerable to someone that I actually care about or I want to get to know. I think too many times in society as men, we are told that it's cool to sleep with so many women. We are told that it's cool to play this game. We're told that it's cool to have some kind of mind control over women or run game on women. As women, you're told that you don't need a man. You don't have to have a man as long as you got money and whatever the case may be, a dildo, whatever the case may be, you're okay. You don't need a man. What do you need a man for? You can do everything by yourself. In a society right now where we actually need each other more so than not, we continue to act like we don't need each other, like we don't want each other, like we don't long for somebody because that's what social media tells us to do. That's what some parents are telling us to do that may have been hurt by a divorce or a relationship. That's what your friends are telling you to do because they may have been hurt by someone, by a man, by a woman, whatever the case may be. We're telling each other that it's okay to be alone, which it is. But nobody was built to be alone. Nobody was built on this and put on this world, on this earth to be alone and make it on their own with no help. We hear quotes like no one man is an island and things of that nature. We can't do things. We weren't put here to be by ourselves. 
So on this episode of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, I, your host, Anthony Roberts, teamed up with Gabrielle Johnson and Dr. Kat Smith, came in to help us talk about intimacy, love, sex, and all those things that we act like we know, but we really don't know. April for us is the month of talking about love and intimacy, sex and those things that people really don't like to talk about or they talk about it thinking they know everything about it and in reality they know nothing. On this episode, episode 53, I think that's right, we're going to dive into it. We're going to try and give you our perspectives on on, on these uh, topics, on these thoughts, and we hope you guys enjoy. If you do enjoy it, on iTunes, be sure to leave us a rating or a review on SoundCloud. Make sure you click on the heart and show us some love and let us know you appreciate it. Like I always say, man, let's go up and let's get to the show. We have Dr. Kat Smith in the studio with us. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Thanks for coming. And we have Gabrielle, my beautiful co-host. Hello. She's been gone for what? It's been about a month about now? About a month. About a month. Mm-hmm. All right. She back, man. I just did a podcast this past week trying to address, you know, people asking me, where is everybody at? Where did they go? So she's here. I clearly said on the podcast that some of the people will be coming back and be in and out. So thanks Ooh, for coming I made the cut. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> For real though, for, I made it for right. real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I survived get, a cut. Yeah, we survived a cut. So we do have Dr. Kat Smith in here today, and and she is a doctor of counseling and human sexuality uh, from a trauma perspective. If you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you want to get into this field. Well, you know, my past is uh, marketing and radio, acting and modeling. So I one day I just said, you know, I have to be a voice for. Uh, the women out there who can't communicate and mm. articulate how it feels to be abused, violated, betrayed. And um, I am a survivor of abuse. I was molested from the age of 9 to 13. Mm. And uh, after that, I was raped twice. So I have first account experience with sexual trauma. And I've always felt that because I came through mine in a way that I'm, um, I'm whole. Yeah. And I'm at peace with who I am and my experiences that I need to be helping other women to achieve that and men achieve that peace. Okay. So I know when you were talking about, well, first of all, before we get too far out of hand, I wanted to ask that question. Like, I know you said you were um, abused from nine to 13. If I, I if it's too personal, just let me know. But I was going to say, is that by a family member or was it by somebody you know? And the reason I ask that is because a lot of times when people talk about like rape victims and trauma victims, they always say it's not somebody you don't know. It's somebody that's close to you, maybe a boyfriend or a friend, like a guy friend who just feels like it's okay to force themselves on you or feels like because they know you, what they're doing or what they're asking of you is okay. Well, I'll break down each. Uh, instance. Okay, so as from 9 to 13, it was my mother's husband. And I don't claim him as a relative. Yeah. Okay, so he's my mother's husband. That's her thing. Okay? <laughs> I don't claim any of that. <laughs> um, and she's still with him. That was my next question. Yeah. Yeah, she's still with him. So, um, you know, there's the family issues there, and, yeah. and we deal with that. Yeah. Um, then the second rape was by a guy that I was introduced through a friend of mine. It was her brother. And go to her house to, you know, let's hang out, watch some TV. Mm-hmm. And she steps out of the room, and he 
just basically forces himself upon me. How old were you at that time? I was 16. And uh, actually uh, got pregnant from the situation and had to have an abortion. Um, I was, honestly, I was thinking of keeping a child. Yeah. But I knew that it wouldn't be right because of the circumstances in which it came to be. So... um, yeah, so all this talk in the presidential race that about was, uh, yeah, Cruz. yeah, I was just about mm-hmm. to ask you that. Look, a woman's body is her body, exactly. and until men step up and and do the right thing, yeah. don't tell a woman what to do with her body. And that right. was my next question because I was like, I th- is it Ted Cruz is going around saying that that he or uh, it's I don't want to. Well, well, they both are bad, but one of them, yeah, is saying <laughs> the real crazy one, Trump. He's <laughs> he's out there saying that a woman should be punished, yeah. for. Abortions. You know, abortions and then Ted Cruz you know he says a bunch of crazy stuff so you know and the Repu- Republican Party, Party need to just get their stuff together yeah. because they are really out there doing some crazy stuff but um, back to my other situation yeah I had rules set up for myself don't let anyone come to your house to pick you up for a date and all this stuff and I went you know turned one time yeah I didn't go with my rules Girl. And I let a guy come to my apartment to pick me up. And after going out and getting yogurt and coming back, he pushes me in the apartment and proceeds to rape me. So, it, it you know, I think that because men have, have to understand yeah. that you cannot, you got to control your urges. urges yeah. And this man was like on blinders. It's like he heard nothing I was saying. When I was saying, stop, stop please yeah. don't do this. No, please don't do this. Stop even crying. You know, so. Is it more of a power thing? Because when you think about, like, hearing that, I know from my perspective, I'm like, if, if I'm trying to be intimate with a woman and she says no, that I'm, I'm done. And it's like if she's crying, like, how do you get yourself up, if you will, to even go through with that whole situation? I know you're not a man, yeah. but it's like for me, I'm just like, how? I've always wondered when you're raping somebody, how do you get like the gall to just continue going through get yourself aroused and a lot of times i've heard people talk about it and they say it's a power thing you know it's power and being able to take over somebody that is is the thing that gets them off well it could be power but it could also be uh, a mental you know uh experience that has caused them to want to experience the the control or um it's just like someone who, who who starts with mutilating uh, you animals. animals and then they move, and up, then to they move up to yeah so it's without being with that person and really talking to them you can't really diagnose and say why it is yes yeah. a lot of times it is a power situation but you know we have to we have to really look at all the circumstances surrounding their actions have you ever been in a situation like that where you've had to no. tell a guy no and he hasn't no fortunately fortunately i haven't you got a pistol ready for that when that situation happens? i have no idea like i have no idea because I, I, like, yeah. I feel like i feel like if it's something like that's happening, you're not necessarily prepared. You don't think yeah. you, you don't think it's going to happen, so you you can't prepare yeah, yourself for, for something like that because you you're obviously with someone who I guess you're you comfortable trust, with yeah. and you trust. So I don't wouldn't think. Let me make sure I have something on me to protect protect, protect myself in a situation like that. You know the the storyline of 
for Color Girls, mm-hmm. the movie. That's yeah. what I was thinking oh, about when you said yes. um, um, I you seen went it. and got your, what was uh, one of the, because it's like four women, I think, yeah. and one of them, this man walked her home every day, and he was really nice, and she never would let him up, so she finally, he just kind of like kept pursuing her, and he was super nice, yeah. and mm-hmm. so she finally went on a date with him, and then I think he said he wanted to cook for her or something. Well, she so, cooked for him, or he, she invited him to her To her, her house, yeah. right, and then like, he yeah, raped he, her? Yeah. Yeah, he just After came, all of that. came in the door undressing and going, oh, yeah, this going to be on, you know? Right. He what? was in a totally... It to- was totally different because he had, he had been, like, young. walking her uh, home I'm about from to work sound real misogynistic, but I didn't watch it because I was like, it's too, it's, it's a, it seemed like a woman's movie, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why there I didn't watch it. There was a lot of it. stories being told. Yeah. Right, right, but he, it, was, it wasn't even just one. It was like, he was, like... Oh I, yeah, he did several women. It was he he did several women, so but I was gonna say he he made it he made her comfortable. So it wasn't even like it was just like once he got to that point, that's what he was trying to do the whole time. He was a predator, but he yeah. made her feel comfortable. Yeah. He walked her home. He was respectable. He wow. like didn't put push himself onto her. It was like once she was like okay, okay let her guard down. Like, okay, you can come up. Then that's when he when he yeah. did it. That's crazy. Now I was gonna ask you too because I always hear people debate about being called a rape victim and a rape survivor. Which one would you prefer and why? You know, I, it does. The label doesn't matter doesn't to me. Because I heard doesn't matter to me because of the work that I'm doing. Yeah, because the woman when I when I heard about it, it was again, it was on the, a podcast I was listening to, and she was like, "I'd rather be called a rape survivor because I survived." And you know, the guys were like, "Well, you didn't get killed. Nobody was trying to kill you." She's like, "But I survived something." Because most people who get raped, their mindset is different. They never trust again. Yes. They never live their lives again. So for me to be able to date again, go out on dates, be intimate with another man again, and trust myself around me, and I survive a mental, you know, battle, a mental death, if you will, and to emotional. be this, yeah, an emotional uh, death, if you will, to be here again. So as, after she explained it, they kind of understood, and that's one thing I think about men a lot of times. We don't understand women. We don't understand women in intimacy. We don't understand them in, in emotional uh, situations. And I think it's important, which is why I wanted to bring you on today, is to kind of, not to be funny, learn myself. And then for the guys who listen, for them to understand a little bit more about women. A lot of times we try to, like you were saying out before the show, guys feel like they know women and they feel like they're gurus because they're basing it off of sex with a woman or how many women they can get. Well, my my whole focus is to re-educate everyone that I can come in contact with, men and women, the difference between intimacy and sex. Mm -hmm. And it's not just men that get it wrong. Ladies, we get it wrong too because intimacy and sex are two totally different things. My definition of sex is the physical expression of passion, lust, desire that you have for someone because we know love sometimes Mm -hmm. don't have anything to do with it. You know the song. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, um, it's a physical expression. Yeah. Okay. It lasts on average seven minutes without the foreplay and the, you know, yeah. the, the so snuggling or whatever. So for guys who talking about doing afterwards. 20 minutes in the game, Lies. stop uh, yeah. it. Exactly. She said lies. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> and intimacy, on the other hand, is so much more. Yeah. It is the foundation for which relationships are built on. It is the trust, the care, the nurturing, the support, the respect. The, the communication, the being just in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much more, hence my new book, ABCs of Intimacy. We got it right here in the studio. Where can they buy this book while, while, while we're talking about that? Well, they can go to my site, which is drcatsmith.com, or they can go to Amazon 
it's on Amazon as well. So it's official. It's not just some paperback book where you can you can only get it directly from her. Yeah, uh, is it any is it being sold anywhere like in bookstores around Dallas or is it just like online? I have a few uh, stores that I have um, visited around uh, Texas mm-hmm. that carry it. Okay, but um, it's easier to just to get it off get online. Get okay. online. All right. and get it on so Amazon. why do you think? If you've talked to, have you talked to men in reference to like what you do with the human sexuality and trauma and everything like that? Yes. Uh-huh. So why do you think, if you can give me an answer, why do you think it's so hard for men to grasp the concept of intimacy or be intimate and emotional towards women? Well, this is this is what I truly, truly believe, and this is what I'm trying to educate, re-educate us about. Boys, when they're young. They're getting all this love and attention and this affection and it's this connection with a woman, um, with their aunts, their mom, their sisters. You know, there's always this hugging and yeah. touching and kissing and just making them feel loved True. and connected. Then, as they get a certain age, they're told to not cry, to not be emotional, to be a man, all of this stuff, and he that they're too big for certain interaction with other women Women, so they then start to uh, separate themselves from their emotional expression and their uh, their emotions in general okay so okay here we go they going through the hormones and all this is racing through their bodies and they're starting to you know even though you know as little boys growing up you uh, boys like to push on girls when they're attracted to, yeah. them, to and wrestle rough, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, because they don't. That's how they <laughs> play with their other play with yeah, boys. Friends, yeah. So and girls are more. You know, they're they like to hold hands yeah. and they like to sit in mm-hmm. in commune. Yeah. Okay. So boys, the next time they're actually getting a connection and being close and affectionate and loving and all of that, is when mm-hmm. they're in an intimate situation with a woman. And then sex ensues, no matter how clumsy it could be the first few times, (laughs) okay, (laughs) sex becomes intimacy. True. Because when they're getting that closeness and that connection, the next thing that happens is sex. And now men are training women to now believe that the only way we're going to get the intimacy we so yearn for is to give up sex afterwards. And that's why there's a lot of resentment in relationships when there's the initiation of sex, whether it's a a look, you know, yeah. or he come and he rubs mm-hmm. on you, you know, and the women are like, oh, he just yeah. wants sex. Yeah, right. that's all he wants. Yeah. yeah, because the affection is a daily thing. Yeah. I tell, I tell my couples, affection is a daily thing. Thing. You gotta be close. You gotta touch. You gotta hug. You gotta kiss mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. Don't just do it when you want sex because that's gonna cause the resentment. Yeah, it's true, and I agree. Yeah. And and just put myself out there. I don't mind being transparent. For me, it was difficult. And I used to always feel like it was because of my dad not having a dad around. But it, it's kind of backwards and kind of for me and how you were saying it. I didn't have a dad saying stop crying. You know, don't do this. Don't. I did have a mom telling me to be affectionate and telling me it was okay to cry but for me I think the reason I lost it was the I for me I personally had my heart broken twice and for guys we really don't bounce back well you know women they're able to you know they go through those struggles of trust and everything again but I feel like women are able to bounce back better after being hurt they always are willing to forgive because I feel like their makeup is emotion and nurturing and, and all those things and men 
like you said, we're taught not to be that. Exactly. And even if no, even if I didn't have my dad there saying, hey, don't be this way, I still saw it on TV. I yeah. still saw it around my friends mm-hmm. where their dads were telling them not to do it. I still saw it in school. And like I said, on the movies, you see that, you know, from every, especially in black movies. And that's why I really don't like a lot of black movies because the production is bad. But outside of that, the messages are good, you know, especially for black people. And for me, I just, I still to this day struggle with intimacy and holding hands. I think with me and, and my significant other, like, I probably held her hand twice. And that was, like, the first one to two months that we were dating. And I was telling her, Dr. Cat, outside, we went to California last year. And I was like, you know what? I know that I'm a sexual person. So I was like, let's go to California and let's, when we go out there for this week, let's not have sex. Let's let's try to figure out things to do in the city. <laughs> yeah, look at her eyes like, you're in California, around the beach, you ain't have sex. <laughs> but I was just like, let's try to figure this out because I feel like we had, we had lost the connection. So I was like, we need to try to get this back because if we can't just hang out around each other, have fun at the movies, have fun while we at the beach or hanging out with other friends, it's always have to be sex. This is not going to work. If I don't like you, Outside of having sex, right? It's not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, like I said, sex lasts about seven minutes yeah. on average. What are you doing besides <laughs> eating, working, sleeping, yeah. and taking care of some respons- responsibilities? What are you doing in your relationship to connect? Right. I I, I was married before, and in my and in my marriage, that's how I was. Like I didn't feel like he used to always ask me, he's like, why you don't ever, you know want to you know touch me or because i because i felt like whenever i did you're going to automatically assume they that i want to have sex. sex and i don't like i just want to right i just want right, to i just want to lay yeah, here yeah. so it's just kind of like i'm i just don't i don't even need to do it because i don't want to have to go through the like she's like oh my god yeah. i just i just want to hold your hand yeah. but you always you know it's like i just want to hold your hand That's i'm it. glad you spoke up because i was wondering i was like you know i know you used to be married and everything and i'm like i know for me i'm trying to get this free counseling i don't yeah. know what you i don't know what your prices are but i need to get right. all the answers right. i can get right now within these two hours <laughs> So that's right. why I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Right. I wanted to, uh, we have three questions from our listeners because I posed some of the questions that we had about, you know, sex and relationships and love. And I know uh, Dr. Wolf Shippon from uh, Cincinnati said intimacy to him is about way more than sex. Sex does not have to be personal or vulnerable, and you don't have to have a knowledge of another person. Intimacy is not perceived well by men in the States, but I believe intimacy is not about allowing yourself to know the qualities of another person while showing your qualities and vulnerabilities, which is true. You know, with love, I mean, with having sex, you don't have to be vulnerable. You can just meet somebody and you could have sex or you could not to be funny. You could pay for it. You know, so many people do pay for it, especially in I was having a conversation with a guy the other day and I was like, think about all these rappers who have sex with these women. Now they've even got to a point where they write in contracts or agreements saying you can't talk about it because they know this is all I want. I don't want to be taken advantage mm-hmm. of or anything like that. Well, Tiger Woods should have did that, but go ahead. Right, <laughs> right a lot yeah. of them. <laughs> His life hasn't been the same since right. then. But right. <clears throat> I just I just think it's crazy that, like you say, you don't have to have a connection with sex. And I know with a lot of women, I've heard women say, oh, I could do the same thing men do as far as just having sex and moving on. I And I feel like this, even the most damaged of women – cannot do this not for too long and i have friends who've been like this is me i can do this i can do this and this and that and i've i've been in situations you know where i've probably two or three times where we were cool we were hanging out and nothing never really happened i was like i'm not ready for a relationship i didn't want anything more we hadn't had sex yet and they were like well i do like you i care about you but what do you want from this situation i was like i really don't want anything i'm just enjoying hanging out but if sex I feel happens, like it gets to that point. Yeah, because it, it, it's it, going to get to that. It's going to get to that woman. Exactly. It, may, it may start off to where you feel like you can do, you can do, it, but it's, that, it 
and I don't want to speak generally, but I, I've been in a situation like that before yeah. as well. And it's just like eventually you're going to want more for it. It's like, okay, now what are we doing? Like, why are yeah. we still They doing wanted this? it after right. a month. On average, it was about a month. Oh, no. After like one or two times of having sex and continuously hanging out. Now and, about a year. But I think the reason <laughs> being, though, I think it's how you treat them. You know, like mm-hmm. for me, I never felt like I could be the guy. You know, and I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I've ran amok. I've done my dirt, but I've never felt like I can be that guy who sleeps with a woman and then treats him like crap. And I think that's a lot of times why it happened. A lot of guys that I know, when they're treating a girl as a jump off and it's just sex, they go over there, they do what they do, and they leave. I'm the type of person when I was doing it, they would stay afterwards. They would still watch a movie, or we would go get something to eat. To, like I still treated them as if they were my girlfriend when they weren't. So it was easier for them to be like in a month's time say. Well, where is this going? Even though I know I said this is all I want, this is so great because if the sex is great, the chemistry is great, and you're treating me the way I want to be treated, why wouldn't I want more? But if you treat them like crap, of course that you know it's mm-hmm. going to take you well, a year or six yeah. months or so on. But but some women are they love their <clears throat> drama. Yeah. So if you treat them like crap, right. then they want you even more That's because true. they think they can fix you or. They have been so brainwashed to believe that yeah. they don't deserve any better. Any better. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really sad to say. But um, I think that's a lot of women, though. Yes, there that's is. Not because, sad. I mean, you look at yeah. our culture. Our culture totally makes women feel that we are only here to serve a man. And what and, and you are only only right? thing you have to mm-hmm. offer is what you look like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You gotta get big boobs, you gotta have a big booty, you have to wear, you know, the uniform of a tramp, basically. Yeah. And um that's why I love that that little clip with J- Dave Chappelle where he said oh, you know, yes. about the um, You dress like a police officer, yeah. people gonna think you're police. If oh, you dress yeah. like oh that's what yeah, I'm think you Exactly. So don't wear the uniform, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um <laughs> but you know it's that is funny. and we've gotta we've gotta have the uh, long fingernails, we gotta have the weave, we gotta yeah. have I mean we just got to do all this stuff to feel good about ourselves yeah. and then you still don't feel good about yourself because you don't have a man, yeah. and it's it's like our whole worth is based off what a based man off of whether we have a man and and whether we look like Kim Kardashian, yeah. and I, I that's just so sad. So what do you say about the women who? Because you know you have the women who say I, I think it's okay to you know I like Amber Rose you know for more than just what she looks like. I do like that she stands in her own independence of what she wants to be. But what would you say to the woman who says, I'm okay with dressing like this, and this is who I am, and I'm not going and out looking for a man, and I don't seek the approval of a man, even though it kind of contradicts what continues to happen in her life and women like exactly. her. Well, until someone really develops a, I call it a, a love affair with themselves Mm -hmm. and really love themselves and can be alone with themselves in the quiet and be okay with it and know who they are truly and what they have to give and what they're looking for in a person. They are always going to be out there searching. They're going to be on the exterior, always looking outward for uh, acceptance, for appreciation, for inclusion, for love, for you know, for excitement. Yeah. Okay. If if you know yourself, I always say, start with yourself. You know, you need to be able to tell yourself wholeheartedly that you love yourself. You love everything about yourself. Yeah. We all want to improve on things. Yeah. You know. I mean, Lord knows. I mean, 
I'm, I've been working out. And the hormones have changed, and right. I've been working out trying. It's to, happening to me right now. <laughs> trying to stay in them jeans, right? And <laughs> but I want to do the eat, pray, love yeah. thing and just um, be done with yeah. it. But you know, yeah, I, I'm not gonna be able to find clothes because I'm so tall. But yeah. so I got to keep the wardrobe that I, you know, that I have and be able to fit in it. So, but anyway, I, I there's a certain look that I want to maintain mm. and a health that I want to maintain because that's the way I like myself to look. But I do it because I want to, yeah. not because of a, of a man. So I know you were saying about like getting to know yourself and being alone by yourself. And that's probably the first way to start a healthy relationship with yourself and other people. What other like um, regiments, I guess, would you uh, refer to someone who's looking to better themselves? And the reason I ask that question is I feel like even in relationships, a lot of people get out of relationships and they go right back to dating or they go right back to being in a relationship with somebody else. And I'm like, you still have baggage. All of us are going to have baggage. And I, I made a joke about it. I was like, at this point in life, after 30, everybody has baggage. But do they have the one carry-on bag they can carry on on Southwest? Or do they have the one carry-on bag and, like, five other bags they have to put below the plane? Well, you know, it's kind of like I, I use this uh, analogy of packing, okay, because I travel a lot. And you have to be smart with your packing. You know, you want to pack to where you have some coordinated outfits that you have, like, four or five pieces that work together, mm-hmm. and you have a couple pair of shoes that you can wear with everything, and then you have your, all of your, you know, your toiletries and accessories. You pack smart. Yeah. So that carry-on you're talking about, that is going to be all the stuff that you use to move yourself forward mm-hmm. in life. All of the lessons you've mm-hmm. learned, all the good stuff. Yeah. The other two bags that they t- they're going to charge you to yeah. bring on, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's the crap you don't need. Yeah. That is the old painful memories. And I'm saying you don't have to forget. You have to forgive. Yeah. You don't have to forget, but you don't have to carry the stuff around with you. I mean, take the example of playing with toys. Yeah, we played with toys when we were kids. Yeah. And we take those memories of, man, right, uh, I had a Chrissy doll, yeah, and, you know, right. her hair would grow, and I could, you know, oh, my God, those yeah. were great memories, yeah. you know? Right. But I'm but not still grown carrying around a Chrissy doll. Exactly. <laughs> right? I just took that, yeah, right. pack it away. Right. Yeah, yeah. So right. we can carry on those memories and those lessons learned, yeah. but we don't have to carry all that baggage. But, you know, some people like their garbage, they do. And they don't, you know, they like to dig around in it and, you know, they keep that. You know how garbage smells when you keep it around too long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Especially need to let that stuff summertime. go. Right. Hello. Right. <laughs> and I'll be a hot mess. Right. <laughs> For <laughs> real. <laughs> so, but a lot of people don't, they don't want to be quiet. They have to have something going all the time. And I truly believe that what we ingest is also molding and shaping as far as music and television oh, and yeah. yeah i mean the crap on these reality shows um just uh, I, I don't think there's many life lessons being taught there i mean you're just seeing more garbage being regurgitated yeah. all in these shows and the the language in some of the music that we hear and yeah. you know what if you want to improve your life just cut back on some of that stuff and and start in taking in some nurturing yeah. stuff read some good a, books you, you know mm-hmm. yeah. listen to so if you don't like to read put on some uh 
vi- uh, videos or, or some or, good jazz. Yeah, or or go on TED talks yeah. or or go on some things yeah, like like to this. Those. I love those. Listen to shows like this that are talking about things that will help move you forward yeah. in life. Now I think it's a balance, you know. I know they got the meme out where it's oh, like yeah. if you can find a girl who can read and uh, discuss politics and then you and can put on Future. future and she, and she, yeah. <laughs> I, and so, because I'm guilty, like I said, I do listen to like a Future and it may be mm-hmm. like Monday or Monday and Friday. Get my week going, end my week off right. But then I also have like some Bilal and some John Coltrane. And like you say, things that kind of nurture different parts of me to where it's not just consumption of one right. thing that's driving me crazy. I know a lot of times Gabby will uh, send me like a different musician to listen to or oh, a yeah. book to listen to or article to, or to read, something that, that makes for, something that will help cultivate you into more than just hip-hop, rap music, or mm-hmm. junk food or whatever the case yes. may be. One of the questions I have for you too, with you doing the counseling and helping out couples, have you ever spoken with a couple to where as you were talking to them, you were like, this is probably not going to work. But I know as a counselor and a doctor, you can't tell them that personally. Right. But have you ever felt like when you were sitting there listening to their story that you were like, All right, after this, it's over, this, it's this like, ain't going to work. Yeah. And I'll tell a story a about mess. why I asked that. <laughs> this is a mess. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, help, yeah. <laughs> I help clients uh, transition into the lifestyle, yeah. which is swinging. And you said into yeah okay. into okay. the lifestyle. Well, let's we'll repeat that one more time. So you all <laughs> right now? So like, let me get my mic. <laughs> Turn it up. Yeah. I have yeah I have an array of, of clients, yeah. and I do help uh, clients transition into the lifestyle, yeah. and um, that is a very very difficult lifestyle to uphold yeah. and to manage, and everybody comes out feeling. Okay. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> with, think about Kanye with West thirty everything. Hours, so. Um, so there's a there's a there's a way that I go through asking questions and making sure that first of all that everybody's on board with yeah, it. Yeah. No one feels pressured and just doing it because oh well you know he, he really wants so, it or yeah. she really wants it and I really don't want to do this and I'm being forced to do mm-hmm. it. So, and then I you know I, I say okay we got to set up set up some guidelines here, mm-hmm. some rules. You know, what are deal breakers and what are, you know, what's going to be allowed, you know. So I go through this whole process with them. And, yeah, I mean, I can tell in the conversations when, oh, this may not go, may not go the right. way that they think it's going to go. Right. I can sometimes detect in one or the other that they want it more and – it may just be a way for them to really get out of the relationship. Mm. Mm. And so, I mean, it's, you know, it's, there's so many different kinds of relationships out there. So, yeah, I can, I mean, you'll be surprised. <laughs> Do you think it's something that you need to talk about? And the reason I say this, I know people who they are already married, but their mindset is like, I would love to swing or bring another woman into the bedroom but I haven't talked to my wife or my husband about it, or I don't think she would be up to part with that. How do you, like, package that? Like, when you're over-sexual or hypersexual, and your mate may just be low-key, like, they can do it every blue moon, and it doesn't have to be swinging from the ceiling. How do you, like, what's, what suggestions would you give to a person that's like, I need to expand this, and this person is like, I'm cool in this But bubble. how would you even get in it? I mean, not to sidebar, but how would you even 
I don't see how the how would you make it to getting married? Like if you've always been hypersexual and yeah. they've always been okay, if we can do it here. every now and again. Every now and then, like how do you like I'm a? Are you thinking that whenever you get married, it's going to change, or if we stay together longer, it's going to change? Or well, well, first let me explain this. There's mm-hmm. there's three stages of a relationship. There's the 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 lust, and this is like when you first, first meet right. someone, yeah. and then there's the attraction where okay now you're you're, you're getting more to the meat of the person and then there's the attachment phase and the attachment phase is when you're okay that's the warm uh, fuzzy slipper stage yeah. you know mm-hmm. now you're together and you start letting your hair go and right you know, waking up with no makeup on yeah yeah who is this exactly. <laughs> what happened <laughs> with your scarf so, yeah. <laughs> I ran my hair up my yeah, do-rag so, <laughs> I get these waves yeah so you know you're committed to each other yeah and um, you, you you know you start being more comfortable but in the beginning, because there's all this excitement and all these wonderful hormones are flowing through your yeah. body because you're touching and you're hugging mm-hmm. and you're kissing and you're close. And oh, you got this wonderful connection. Yeah. And sex is like on a constant basis. I mean, because it's all of this wonderful stuff that yeah. you're experiencing yeah. with each other. But then, uh, you know, okay, it starts to, Fade you know, away. it's like the uh, probationary period, you know, all right? Yeah. <laughs> the first 90 days, you know. Um, you know, it starts to kind of die off you know it's, you're not mm-hmm. having sex as often then okay if you get married and have start having kids and all of that stuff so other things start to pull you away from yeah. the time allotted for that so other things kind of come into mm-hmm. play however if you have been very sexually active and you're not investing in the relationship your intimate relationship then you're not maintaining that I'm not saying you got to have sex as much as you did when you first met, yeah. but you should still be come to a happy medium right. in sex. And like I said, affection every day, not just when you want sex. Okay, yeah. so now the the woman will feel appreciated and desired and loved yeah. truly right. without feeling like, oh, oh God, I got to go do my wifely duties. Duty. Right. Yeah. You know? right. So... I used that to always say when I was married, I felt like it was quality over quantity. Yeah, I feel like it was about like if we had sex five days a week, because if we have sex five days you a week, be doing and it then like the first if time. it's horrible, yeah. like three of them, like, does it really even matter? Does yeah. it even really even matter? Yeah. So how about yeah, we but just, if it's, is it horrible for you or for him? I feel like both. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. if it's bad for me, it's bad for both of us. Well, <laughs> unless, unless, I mean, well, yeah, I have to say no. No, you, I know he, no, no, he I, would because he would always, of course, not have a problem with it. Yeah. But it's just like, well, I don't want to do it. Well, see, I'm the type of person like if it's not good or we, I don't feel that connection. I'm like, I'm not. I don't want right. to waste this. Let's wait. I'll wait or let's do something else. Like if it's not like uh, like last night, for instance, you know, Arteezy came by and like we just watched TV. I thought you were about to say something. I was like, <laughs> wow. <No. laughs> <laughs> no, Arteza came by and we just watched TV, you know what I'm saying? And we just ended up going to sleep. You know, I fell asleep first. I had a couple of drinks right. and I was chilling. I didn't want to have sex last night, but like I know with us trying to work on our relationship, like I have tried to be like, you look, you know, you look beautiful or kiss her on the cheek or be like, hey, give me a kiss because that's something I'm not going to lie. I wasn't doing a lot of. And even doing it now, it's like it's starting to seemingly become a routine to where it's okay and it's easier to do. But because I'm not, you can ask any girl I've ever been with, I'm not affectionate. And I know that. But sometimes it's like I just try to do things to where I put myself in a routine to where it's not that I don't want to do it, but it's like acknowledging that she's worth more than just sex and she's worth more than just working with me on the podcast and doing things to acknowledge 
that you are attractive. And I know, and the reason I picked up on it was, it was one day we went somewhere and she was dressed up and it was one of those things where I saw her and I was like, in my mind, she's beautiful. She's attractive. But I didn't verbally say it. And a lot of times, like, it would be times down the road and she'd be like, you didn't even say nothing about Mm -hmm. this time. And I'm like, I thought it, but I didn't say it. It means nothing if I thought it, but I never verbally said it. And a lot of times, not just sex, I think men get comfortable with just at the beginning, we're saying you're beautiful, you're this, you're that. And then after we get used to you, it's like we may look at you and think that, but it's like, okay. And that's why I've always said I think it's maybe not, I don't know if I could do swinging, but I've always been like, go to the bar, go hang out with your girls or go somewhere to the bar and have that conversation to where a guy who doesn't know you may walk up and say, oh, my God, you're beautiful. Because guys fall off. And you, as a woman, you still need to feel appreciated. You still need to feel beautiful. Right, but I don't, I don't want to feel it from the person I'm no, with. No, exactly. You do. But what I'm saying is is sometimes when that dude is not giving that to you, just the fact that you have freedom to go out and hang out, you're still going to hear those things to where it not necessarily balances it. But not to be funny, if she comes home and she says whatever far as attention and this guy or she tells a story, you're going to be like, well, I need to get on my damn job. Yeah. It's not rubbing it in my face. Well, okay, so two things. Yeah, uh, some women cannot accept a compliment. Yeah. Okay, they just have not felt good about themselves. And it's, again, society, you know, make makes you go through this checklist of what you don't have. Yeah. You know, you look in the mirror and you don't see Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And, I, and I'm using her because I really, okay, That's whatever. what everybody else uses. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just really think that that is like the ultimate prize yeah. or uh, a Britney Spears or, or, I don't know, whoever. Yeah. But... You know, you we have to stop doing that to ourselves, and we have to look in the mirror and think we are beautiful through our own eyes. But when you were saying, you know, yeah, you have to say it, and you have to. I always tell my couples, no run by kissing. Yeah. No run by kissing. Don't Mm -hmm. run by. Okay. Okay. Bye. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. No. Stop. Look into each other's eyes. Exhale and just kiss. And hug each other and just allow yourself to just exhale into that. Yeah. And just take a minute. Baby, I love you. I hope you have a great day. All right. See you later. Yeah. Okay? That really does make a difference. You're not just taking that person for granted that they're going to be there. And this is morbid, but, yeah, you know, like this man on, on television here, find, you know, the wife is now dead, finding the kids in the car, dehydrated. Oh, that, yeah. Okay? What? He's you know about that? Yeah, oh. this this um, Korean, I think, yeah. Korean or um, Cambodian. Anyway, so she went off. The husband saw her that morning with the kids. She used her credit card a couple times, and they found her two days later. She's in the car dead. The kids are in the car with her, and you know he's not going to see his wife again. Well, she killed. We, they don't know how. Oh yeah, yeah. I just found her like that. But you, oh. we never know what's going to happen. Just like you know, these people who are uh, from New York, they went off to Brussels on a trip. Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, they they're not coming back. You need to express your love and your concern for the people in your life that you love and you know care about. We need to stop thinking that if we are loving and caring and nurturing that we're going to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can be smart about it. You can, you know, Maya Angelou said when people show you who they are, believe them. Yes. So when you, you know, you know that, you know, you can't leave Pookie in the house because he's going to steal your TV. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. Right. Don't leave Pookie in the house. Yeah. But you can still give Pookie some, you know, a dinner yeah. and invite and him, him over. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Now when I sit in this yeah. room. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You know. What was the episode of Mar when old dude was yeah. acting like Eddie Murphy and he was yeah. holding on too long? He's like, Hey brother. Yeah. yeah. Five to ten. I give you five to ten. You know, so I'm just saying, you know, and if, if you know I have had a um, a friend, uh, and I, I use that word loosely now. Yeah. But she was a little bit younger than, uh, actually 10 years my my junior, mm-hmm. and we hung out all the time. And she, one day I had written an article about a, one of the books that I've written, several books, and one of the books that I have written, and uh, there was a contest that I submitted uh, the book for. And I was really excited, and I said, oh, I just did this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was, I'm so excited about it. And she goes, girl, ain't nobody worried about your book. Oh, hate. just hateful and nasty right. like that and I went wow and I said okay you are showing me who you are right right and uh it wasn't shortly after that that you know cool no, no more, more con no more contact well, black I people was like, like this, you know I, I was like when you know Bill Bill Bellamy said you know girls is like so, so. yeah it's yes, like over. It's done. <laughs> right I had a friend when I was I was in a relationship that was abusive and it I wasn't getting like beat up every day or like you know. This but wasn't your husband. No. Okay. So this we was like clarify. this was like I was I was with this guy and then it was just like he, he like I said it was it, it could have always been worse. Yeah. I said it could have been yeah. worse. Well, I was telling I was telling my girlfriend about it and she was like I guess rooting for me to stay with this guy and she's like I mean it ain't like you being ass every day. And Jesus I was like, Christ. oh my was like, God. One time you know, is that's enough. What I'm okay. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Society uh, has made us um, numb to yes, what is wrong. doing the right thing. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, I don't care. No, mm-hmm. no one is supposed to mentally, physically, emotionally abuse you. Yeah. Right. Okay, sexually, verbally, physically, and sexually, I kind of put them in there yeah. together. But you, you don't, yeah, you don't abuse someone, you right. know. And any, right. and 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 your idea of abuse is different from someone else's right. abuse. Right. So you know, no. He ain't beating you every right. day. Right. Did he punch yeah. you or did right. he slap you? Was it <laughs> pretty much or open hand? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. It was like, I mean, it's. How bad no, was it? People no, go no, through no. that because they want to hold she was on. Like, to well, somebody. she was, she was talking about well, people go through that and people just don't say anything about it. Well, so she was, she was trying to make it seem like everybody, everybody this happened everything. Everybody. I ain't never right. had a woman. Right. Here's one for you. The, the second time that I had gotten raped, I was working for a <laughs> store, well, for a cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call the name. But I came to work the next day. Or actually, it was two days later because I worked on it during the week. So I came back to work, and I pulled her in the storeroom and I told her what happened my supervisor she fired me on the spot what fired me on the spot because what? you told her you got raped yes <laughs> did he work for the place right no Jesus I know all? so that's uh, it goes to show that people don't know how to handle, handle it, it. Did she you give know, you a severance package like, I don't understand like, they, gave, they told me to get my stuff and she walked me the, was she black or white? I got to ask that. She was Caucasian. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I was thinking opposite. No. Because sometimes we like, yeah, well, my, sometimes, friend, my yeah, friend yeah, was a black yeah, girl yeah. telling me he he me every day. But a lot of white <laughs> people don't know how to deal with confrontation, though. That's why I was just guessing it, you know. They don't know how, a lot of them don't know how to build, uh, deal with confrontation.
I had two more questions um, from our listeners. One of them said, this is uh, Amber from Greenville, and she said, I have a partner who cheated on me emotionally and mentally with another woman, and it was over a year ago. How do I forgive him? I don't know whether to leave or stay because we've been together almost 10 years and we have a son together. He says that it was nothing, but it lasted for quite some time and only ended when I was made aware of it. I want to love him again. I want to trust him again, but I don't know how to do so going forward. Well, you can learn from that experience. What was he get? Ask him what was he getting from that other person yeah. that she wasn't providing. So evidently there was an emotional connection and there was a mental connection. You know, first of all, we have to understand that we all learn differently. Yeah. Okay, there's kinesthetic learning, and that's people who need to be uh, physically in touch with people. You know, they, they have to touch. There, there is, um, and the same way you uh, express love is the same way you want to receive love. That's very true. Okay, so then there's auditory, people who tell you, you know, they talk to you, they, they, they tell you I love you and tell you you're beautiful and tell you you're handsome and yeah. all of that. And then you have uh, visual uh, lovers, and they want to see expressions of love. That's me. And then you have the intellectual intimacy or the lover, and they have to have a mental connection, some mental stimulation. And so find out what kind of lover that you're dealing with and then give them more of what they're what they needing. And I told I told her that as well because I was like, I'm not a love doctor, you know. But at the same time, I was like, what t did he was he able to talk to you and, and relate to you what it was that he was missing? Because uh, this is how I feel. A lot of times, I feel like I've always said there's two types of men. It's, it's men with dog who are dogs, and it's men who have dog in them, but they're able to keep it inside and keep it on Control the leash. Themselves. And and I truly believe that. And I was like. When what was it that he that he was like you said, what was it that he wasn't getting a lot of times when guys cheat, you know, or even females when they cheat, people always like cut them off. I can never trust them again. But you need to take that, like you said, a lesson to reevaluate yourself to say what made him maybe want to do this. Is he really a dog or was it something that I just did not give him for so long? Didn't care about it. I was selfish about it. Or did he not relay that message to me? And if he did, did I just overlook it and still, you know, treat him the way I wanted to treat him? Because a lot of us, we don't really know. We don't yeah. understand what intimacy is. And that's why I wanted to write this book. And it's such an easy read. Mm -hmm. It's nothing, you know, so um, overwhelming that you're yeah. going, oh, there's too many pages. Yeah. It's an easy read. And I suggest that couples read the book together mm -hmm. and discuss each one of the terms in there. Yeah. What do you feel about affection? What is affection to you? And how do you express affection? How do you like affection? Um, to me, me to give yeah. show affection for you so these things help you clarify you, uh, you you go into relationships you're trying to blend all of your stuff with their stuff yeah. you have religion you have um, family tradition yeah. you have ethnicity you have culture you have geography you have life experience yeah. you have all this stuff and you're trying to weave it all together into a life together yeah. There's going to be things that you're not going to know about each other. That's true. When I was once married, um, he expected, you know, he, he was a mama's boy. and He was black, then. We would, uh, you know, you can have mama boys that are, that are white. he was black, though, um, Yes, he was. I was looking at the way he you was. said it and leaned your head. It was like. Yeah, but no, he was. His mom was just so, so I mean, she's a sweet woman. I yeah. love, love, love her. But he was just, he wasn't used to picking up after himself and stuff like that. And we were both in school. And 
I, I was working full time, so I would go to school from 7.30 to 1, yeah. and then i go to work. And, you know, I would come home, and sometimes he would be, like, grouchy because he hasn't fed himself. And I'm, like, going, what is wrong with you? And the bed isn't made. And, I you thought know, you were going to say the like, bed is what I say he no, needed no, a no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, I'm just, like, you know, I'm so um, anal with, with the house oh, yeah, being clean. Yeah. And so the bed wasn't made, and I had gotten up before mm-hmm. him. So, you know, make up the bed when you get up. And, and there was all this stuff that was going on. And, you know, one day I just, like, I just blew up. Yeah. And because at, at the house with growing up, oh, I have seven brothers, okay? Man. It was a big family, 12 of us. And my brothers did the manual stuff, the, you know, the, the hardwood floors, caring mm-hmm. for the floors mm-hmm. and, and taking out the trash and bringing in the groceries and, and doing any, you know, heavy stuff, the yard work and all that. The girls took care of the indoors. Yeah. And so that was kind of my understanding. That's mm-hmm. how I, ra- I was raised. So. I expected those things from him. And then when I blew up, he goes, all you had to do is tell me to take the trash out. Well, why do I have to tell Thank you? you take the okay. Oh. So it was kind of those things. And it's not like he didn't do things around the house. Yeah. It's just that he didn't do it on a regular enough basis that I didn't have to ask him. And so, you know, it was just like annoying. And yeah. so it built up to a point where I just exploded. And so then we had a conversation, you know. So all those unspoken contracts that we create in our heads mm-hmm. with relationships, we need to sit down and discuss those things and really get to know each other. I came up when I was on the air with ABC Radio. I came up with a game called in, uh, Intimate Foreplay. Mm-hmm. And that card game really gets dialogue started. Yeah. Now, it could lead to sex, but the the main focus of the game is to get dialogue started on yeah. different things, uh, different topics yeah. of life and relationships. So, yeah, we got we gotta make sure we understand what our partners need yeah. from us, and then True. that way they can more than likely get that from us instead of going to someone else. Yeah, and you ought to try it. with you saying that. It made me think about the Please Please Me app. I was listening to something not too long ago, and it's a doctor. I think she was in San Francisco. I could be wrong, but she created an app, and it's called Please Please Me, and basically it's an app kind of like that. It poses questions like, um, how do you feel about uh, lunch in the park? Is that uh, Do you agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree? And then it builds up to like how do you like kisses uh do you like to kiss often do you like sex do you like foreplay before sex on and so forth and after you've answered like 13 questions it'll tell you what your intimate label is or your sexual label is and then you send a share to your partner your partner answers those questions and then it kind of lines them up to see if you guys are even compatible and then if you are or even if you're not it gives you wild cards and things to start conversations to add com- ask things to start the conversations about things that you may not have ever talked about and a lot of people don't understand, like, I, ma- I made the, I said the example one time, I was like, if you never sent your woman flowers, you may think flowers is boring. Mm-hmm. You may think, well, oh, they're going to die anyway. Yeah, they're going to die yeah. anyway. I've seen it in the <laughs> mm-hmm. movies. That's what they do in the movies. It's traditional. But if right. you've never done that and she's never had that, that's something new to her. Right. If you've never taken her to the park and taken her out for a date at the park, it's something so small, but it could be big to her if she's never had it. A walk in a park, a walk downtown. Uh, not to be funny, skipping work and saying, let's both call in a day and let's go do something fun. Those things sound so boring, but it's like those are things that you have to do to keep things going and keep the flair going. But a lot of people just look at it as, oh, that's basic. And spontaneity, you, I've, I've heard Gabrielle talk about it. Spontaneity is a big thing. Women like to still be surprised after a while. Exactly. I always say, you know, in role play. Yeah. You know, you were mentioning earlier, go out and, and have that conversation of whether or not, you you know, so you yeah. can get those comment uh, yeah. compliments of being beautiful. Well, 
know, you know, you could play role play. You know, show up at a at a, at a hotel bar. She shot me down when I did that one time. And um, <laughs> yeah, at me and was laughing at me like, really, dude? <laughs> yeah, I did. I think it was our second date. We it was at the no, jazz bar. No, no, bar no. You got to agree to play. You, yeah, yeah. You pick your character and play the role. Yeah. You know, set the whole scene. You know, and you you. Doing that whole thing, you know, and and sometimes you can either just blindfold her yeah. and make love to her as if you're her fantasy man, yeah. you know, you know, if it's um mine is Javier Bardem, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that man to me is so sexy, and uh, you know, yeah, Tom could blindfold me any day and yeah. just you know, <laughs> you know, just speak Spanish, baby, you know, <laughs> you good. but yeah. Just have fun with it, you know, and, and, and live out your fantasies. Don't hold your fantasies secret yeah. from your partner. Just talk about those things. And even if you never really act on it, you know, if it's bringing another person into yeah. the, the picture, you still get that excitement, and yeah. that's really fun. You know, that's adult fun. I think people are scared to actually be honest about what they like, though. Like, to even bring up the conversation and say, even if it's, you're told no, to make your mate aware of something that you want. I know I dated a girl one time and she brought to me and she said, hey, do you mind if I use toys in the bedroom while we're being intimate? And for me, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me because for one, I was confident, but the male ego is so fragile. And a lot of dudes just want to feel like I can do this, but you can't do everything and everything is different. And what may get the last woman off is not going to get the woman that you're dealing with off. So you have to be open-minded and you have to subdue your ego when dealing with certain and different types of women. Yeah, but you know, it's a, it's according to the toys she want to bring in there. Yeah, you know I mean? very true. She come in with <laughs> okay, a... Okay, but she yeah. bring in a Sibian, <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't know what a Sibian yeah. is. It's that big old yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and you know, it sounds like a lawnmower in yeah. my bedroom anyway. But I mean, if you if you bring in a Sibian or yeah. if you bring in an anal yeah, uh, yeah, probe or, probe or yeah. something like that, and you're like, okay, are you using it on you, you or, or me? me? You we know? need so, to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But you know, even though... The, the male prostate yeah. is like their G spot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, hey, hey no, no judgment here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but hey, I'm with you. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you have to be right with it. And, yeah. and also, if someone does bring something to your attention, yeah. um, if your partner or your lover or your spouse brings something to your attention that they want, they want to explore, mm-hmm. don't just flat out say, no, I'm no. You, know, you uh, just yeah. kind of say, well, you know, maybe that's not for me, me yeah. but maybe we could try this. Yeah. Have another option right. or or just kind of say, well, explain to me exactly what that, you know, includes or, you know, tell me what your idea of that yeah. is. So you can really understand it and you can say, well, you know, I can go up to this point yeah. or, you know, kind of have another option. Pineapples. Because you always oh, want yeah, them to be yeah. open. And comfortable. Yeah. yeah, well, you want them to feel open and yeah. comfortable bringing other things to it's your me. attention. Yeah. True. You know, if you shut them down and make them feel like they can't really share their, you know, or their ideas or stuff like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. That, and that's really going to shut them down, and they're not going to want to share with you in the future. So, you know, we communication is very important. You have to speak in loving, caring ways. You cannot beat your partner down yeah. verbally. So right. why, I know we, we're going to talk about balance and me, uh, balance of the male and female energy because um, I want to give you about 30 minutes to talk on that with things that you, we talked about on the break. But I did want to talk about why in the black community, why are we so like against being like uh, promiscuous, not in such a, like a whorish way, but like being open to experience and express our sexualities amongst each other? Well... I just think we've been, and we're so into the church. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's but the I ain't, ain't, no, ain't no doctor. 
Yeah. So I was going to let her. <laughs> That's what I was going to well, say. You know, religion <laughs> plays yeah. a yeah, religion plays a major factor yeah. in how we behave. But um, you know, girls have always been raised to you know keep your legs closed. You know, don't you know sit yeah. with your legs open. Yeah. You know, don't chase. Yeah, don't chase. Be a girl. Be a lady, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Totally understand that, but. You know, boys are m- masturbating in the womb. Babies are masturbating in the womb. Okay, so really? yeah, they, they, they are. That's very why they walk around touching themselves like four years old. Yeah, I'm like, my baby slept with his hands in his Well, no, no, no. Listen, when you he diaper did. a baby, they know it feels good. They, you're touching yeah. in very sensitive areas. That's why so their legs be They kicking. know, and that's no, that be relaxed. Feels good. Yes, yeah. they're relaxed. So when you, like nothing. when I used to clean cameras, baby. He just would be relaxed. It's like his legs would just be like wide open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's normal. It's natural. Because we have those sensitive areas yeah. down there. So kids know that yeah. it feels good. We just have to make them feel comfortable with their sexuality yeah. and tell them that if that if they want to touch themselves, yeah. you know, baby, you know, you can't do this at the nursery. Yeah. You have to do this at home yeah. in right. your room. When you want your quiet time, you just tell mommy and daddy and you go in your room and you do your thing. Room, get you, you right? Know. And that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But a lot of times we freak out and like, oh my God, yeah. such a, you know, you scared a child half yeah. to death. So now Very it's a bad thing. Now you're sneaking to yeah, do it. sneaking yeah. to do it. Right. So you just got to make them, make them aware. And also what you do is you arm them <laughs> With knowing when is good touch and bad touch. Exactly. Okay. So when they are, they know about their sexuality yeah. early. You are educating them and yeah. you're arming mm-hmm. them with the knowledge so that they can, you know. I think education well. is so key because a lot of oh, a lot of black people we don't nobody know they don't want to talk about it. And, and like you said in church, I know growing up, don't ask, don't question God, don't do. The, and it's like, I, you know, Artesia has a nine year old son, and I told her like two years ago, I said it's coming. He's gonna start figuring out about himself and oh, things he's are gonna happen. Yeah. No, he is. Yeah. And that's what she called. She called me a couple weeks ago and she's like, I walked in the room and he had his hands in his pants. I said, You didn't blow up on him, did you? She's like, No, I just said, you know, Tyreek, you know, not right now. Sorry, I said his name. You know, I'm bad with not to try to say Gabriel. <laughs> but you know, she's you just, know Jerome hey, Smith. Jerome. <laughs> you know him? Quit saying me name. <laughs> but you know, she was just like, you know, you can't do that right now, you know, but if you have any questions about anything, you know, talk to me and I'll get your dad or whatever, so on and so forth. And I was like, that's the way to handle it. You know, instead of like you said, you don't want to jump down his throat to, mm-hmm. because then it starts secrets and he starts to hide that. Then he hides something else mm-hmm. and then he asks his friends and his friends tell him, then he's doing something and that was one of the things at the church i went to it would always tell the girls and the guys not to have sex didn't talk about protection or nothing but around 14 15 we knew who was having sex because they was getting pregnant because they didn't know how to protect themselves against that well they they thought they were going to swallow watermelon seed and they were going to get pregnant there's so much silliness out there with parents i'm like you know what you made a baby and you know what it took to make a baby baby, okay so you should Feel comfortable enough educating that child so that they don't go out there and do something reckless. True. And, you know, it's just so silly. You know, there's birds and bees. You know, I, oh, I let I let her dad tell her about the birds and bees because yeah. I couldn't. You know what? You need to be an adult yeah. and talk to your children mm-hmm. and stop all this silliness. And, you know, because they're going to understand age appropriately. Exactly. You don't have to go into, okay, this is how a woman makes a baby. And, yeah. You know, they have to go into the, you know, the philosophy. Philo- 
opium Me tubes too, yeah. and <laughs> you yeah. don't have to go through that with a four-year-old yeah. but i'm just saying as they are understanding and when they come with questions yeah. answer them truthfully in a way that they can understand it yeah. and so that they can be uh, smart about it, and they don't hear stuff on the playground, and then go and act on it. So that's true. Me and my, the first time I even heard about sex, it was me, and I'm gonna say his name because he's gonna be on the show soon anyway. My f- best friend Jason Hamilton. I was staying oh, with him. Lord. He don't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was staying with him, and we had gotten to his dad's collection, and that was the first time I saw anything, and I was like, and I went immediately went home trying to figure out my own utensils. I was like, what's going on here? And it's like, I think it was years later that mom, I don't even know if I've ever had that conversation wholeheartedly with my mom about how to get, I I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I think I asked her something one day and she answered the question, but I figured it out on my own. So just to kind of turn, because I want to, like I say, make sure we have enough time. We have about 45 minutes left. I wanted you to kind of talk about the balance of male and female energy. I know you were talking about writing a book and that's the next thing you're looking at doing. Yeah. You know what I get? It's it's so funny. Like women who would say, I want a man, but I don't need a man. Okay. That's, that's all good, but you can't have one without the other. There is a balance of male and female energy. A heterosexual male is attracted to a woman because of her opposite of him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm going to use these analogies. He's more rigid and hard she's more soft and curvy he's more um he's the protection she is the nurturer you know so there are differences and when we come together we build a life that is imbalanced is supportive so when you have to be 70 and he's 30 you know there's still 100 yeah. percent or and if he's 80 and you're 20 there's still that balance yeah. You can be the independent person that you are and not be submissive or vulnerable or weak or whatever you want to, you know, your words that you're making uh, a a negative thing. And be in a relationship that's supportive and loving and caring and nurturing. Okay, so... When you're saying you don't you don't need a man, yeah, you may not need him for financial reasons, but everybody wants to be wanted and needed. needed yeah. You can't say, oh, I want you in my life, but I don't need, need you. you. I mean, what man wants that? What woman wants that? Yeah. Okay, so we can't have one without the other. And so it's okay. If you don't cook, then that's fine. He might cook. Mm-hmm. But... You can't just say that, oh, I don't cook. You know, that's what my parents used to do. Well, my mom used to do that, but I don't cook. I make reservations, you know. Like <laughs> it's cool kind of to say yeah, yeah, you know. No, that's that's not. I cook because I love to cook. I keep my house a certain way because I love that. It yeah. makes me feel good. And, you know, my house is clean. It, it represents the my well, lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I sew. You know, how many women sew, know. My right? Still right. Sew. I sew, right? I don't. And I do I do a lot of domestic things, but I am a very professional woman. Yeah. You know? You can do I, both of them. I'm a speaker. Yeah. I'm an international speaker. Yeah. I'm an author. I'm you know, I'm a you know, sex therapist. Yeah. I mean I, I do all these other things, but so it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't uh tell say who I am yeah. just because I do all these things. I do those things because that is part of who I am. But it doesn't take away from my relationship. Yeah. It enhances my relationship. And so a lot of people, a lot of women are out there, you know, you know, talking about, well, I, I want a man. And, and this whole thing, I think we were touching on this earlier yeah. about, you know, thinking that they can go out and just have sex and, 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 and leave moving. it alone. You know, no. It's like, yeah, 
that, that boomerang effect, you know, come like back. that movie. Yeah, it could come right back around and bite you in the butt because we are emotional beings and we can get attached. And so if there's that, if it's supposed to be a connection yeah. with that person, you can't turn that off. And, you know, don't don't open yourself up for yeah. failure and for for pain. Exactly. So I know a lot of people always ask. Uh, I know we had um, Colin Tate on the podcast mm-hmm. from Atlanta a couple months back, and he gave six different type of guys to for women to focus on and stay away from or at least address if you're going to be with them. And he was given all this information about relationships. And I was like, the key question is, are you married or do you, or do you have somebody? And he was like, yes. And I said, I asked that because, you know, the first thing people go to is, oh, she's giving all this advice and he's giving all this advice. Does she have anyone? So you do have someone. We talked about it over the break. Yes. And you've been with them for a, quite some time. Yes. Been with him 12 years. And we're finally going to make it legal. That's and and it, there was no pressure. It was just, <laughs> actually, it was more business decision. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a business. We, we, we were looking at it. It was like, okay, you know, we're doing all this traveling. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we love each other. Yeah. And we support each other. We, we're 12 years, you have very, to. Very, very, very yeah. wonderful relationship. Mm-hmm. But we were really looking at, especially after his parents passed away. Yeah. And, we, you know, your mortality starts to face you, you know, yeah. stare you in the face. And yeah. so you're like, okay, well, we need to make sure we do, we yeah. take care of things. Exactly. And so, yeah, it, I was like, because he took the romance right out of it the way, <laughs> the way it came about. And I was like, oh, I said, baby, you took the romance right out right of it. Right out of it. Right out of it. I was Will like, you, you marry know, me yeah, now, yeah. Gina? <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. Martin got everything yeah. on lock, I'm telling you, man. So yeah, so no, we're, we've been in a wonderful relationship, and and actually, it's an interracial relationship. And that's where I was going next because I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, for real, <laughs> ain't no wrong with interracial. No, man. I mean I've dated lots of different men, Greek, um, black, white. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, actually, last night, uh, our date night is Friday nights, and uh, we were sitting at the bar, like our usual little spot yeah. at the bar yeah. that we sit, and a lot of the people there know us and everything. Well, there this one guy was down at the end of the bar, and he just kept looking at me, kept leaning in, looking at me and smiling. Yeah. And Because uh, you can't really tell who I'm with yeah. because we're all over there laughing and talking, yeah. and, and people were coming in and giving us hugs and everything. So you can't really tell who's with who's who. who. Yeah. And, and he just kept smiling. I got up to go to the ladies' room, and he turned all the way around and smiled some more. <laughs> and I was just like going, oh, you're cute. <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, right. I was like, oh, you're so cute. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's funny. Because, I mean, girls will come up to, to him as yeah. well because they don't know he's with me yeah. and, and uh, flirt and stuff like that. This one girl, she, she found out what he did for a living. And so she goes, oh, well, I should be talking to you then. And she was like all up on him. And I just kind of looked, and I went... <laughs> I just laughed because yeah. I was yeah. going. Oh, you're so you know, cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but you know, it, it's, I trust him. So and that's important. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I know, and I told him in the past, if anything happens, it's because you allowed it to happen. Exactly. So you have to defuse it. I don't have to come out and and because he, he said, no, I don't want you to get all black on me, and you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, don't make me get all black, black on, on you yeah. if if you just handle yeah, the, situation. the situation. But yeah. if it gets out of control and y'all are both disrespecting me, yeah. I'm gonna say something. But it, I know that'll never happen because yeah. he he will you know handle. I things. think people take it too serious too. Like even what you just said, like some some people probably would have been like, he said, don't get all black on him. You know, some people are so like I have my homeboy like Joby that's always in the thing. Oh, like yeah. me and him are real cool, and we talk all the time. Yeah. And when I come in, 
uh, to the office, like he'll be playing with me and we'll joke and like he'll be like, You late today? And I'm like, Well, you know what? You didn't do this. And he's yeah. like, well, You should have had your black ass here. And I'm oh, like, yeah. But we have that understanding. Right. Yeah. He ain't calling me the N word, but right. we have an understanding of how we are and how we interact. And I think a lot of times people are scared. And I, you know, my mom, for instance, I've told her, uh, you know, she does dating. And I'm like, Have you ever even thought about dating a white dude? And I understand the historical context where you're closer to that area where you saw things that I didn't see. But, and she's aware that everybody's not like that. But with me looking at her, seeing the type of woman she is, a lot of men are, especially black men, are threatened by her being professional. You know, having your own house and your own car and having your own business before and doing all these things Mm -hmm. and reaching all these levels and obtaining all these accolades. Black men, they do get scared of that. Men in general. Men in general. You know, but I know, you know, for her situation, dating, you know, predominantly dating black, I'm like, you got to open it up to people who are more open minded. A lot of times we are the most closed minded race around and they don't they don't know how to deal with a woman like you. But I think it's big of you to 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 be in a situation where you're married, you know, where you get married. Congratulations to that. And then just dating interracial, you know, and and big ups to Tom. I don't even know the guy, but I know what comes with the territory of dating interracial. He has to deal with things, too. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I think black people, mm-hmm. we'd be like, you know, well, somebody may think we sold out or they'd be like, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But he has things that he has to deal with, too, that friends or family members mm-hmm. may be saying things about you. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was funny because uh, actually we, we lost someone very mm-hmm. near and dear to us. And at the funeral, some of his friends met me for the first time um, and this yeah. was like seven eight years into the into relationship the, yeah. and uh so it was just kind of like i was like oh hey nice to yeah. put a face with a name you know like, and, yeah, all you this. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then it was the discussion that um they had been using the n-word during some uh yeah. situations yeah. and didn't know that i was yeah. black yeah. and so they were like oh i guess we can't use that word no more yeah. but now it's like when i come in the house and they're playing poker or whatever they're you know hey ken what's up yeah. and they oh we brought you some wine or yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> they're just like you know they're all cool they're yeah. all cool they're i think a lot of times and, and i said it this week a lot of times white people aren't racist they're just ignorant meaning they don't know certain things and they don't understand certain things like we do. Like it's very important for black people to know their history and where we come from and what our ancestors had to do for us to get to this point. They don't have that same story. So if you think about it from a white person's perspective, like for to be white, why would you go back and try to search for something like that? that your ancestors may have done so wrong. A lot of times they're trying to hide it, which is why it's not being taught in schools. It's not being taught in history books. But for black people, we overcame something. We didn't do something to somebody else. We overcame. So they try to say, hey, these things that you don't know about this happening with police brutality and all these other things, this is not new for us. It's not new for us, but just like we got past it then, we can get past it now. And they teach you all these lessons. We have different upbringings. So a lot of times I've had conversations with people that I know and friends that I know that are of an opposite race. And a lot of times when I'm educating them on these things they're so oblivious to the things that their ancestors did and a lot of times they're apologetic and i'm like you don't have to apologize to me because it didn't happen to me it's just good to have the conversation so you know to where if some people don't even some white people don't even know why they are not liked by certain black people or by indians and hispanics and so on and so forth because it does it is kind of a part of a white privilege to where it's like they're in a bubble that they don't have to worry about certain things but I just think it's crazy that, you know, in the black community or in society, period, a lot of white people, good white people, take a bad rap for things that they're just not unaware of. And, you know, you can say that same thing for dating. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I write for several sites, and um, one of the things that I was um, writing about in uh, 
the, the payer story. It's an Indian dating um, um, website. India. Oh, India. India. It's not okay. American Indian. Okay. Uh, dating website. And basically, when you're uh, dealing with another culture, you really need to go and understand that culture. Yeah. What's what's offensive, and mm -hmm. um, the, you know how they were brought mm -hmm. up. I mean, because you, you, you know. We, we we think in America everybody's gonna you know accept the way we are, yeah. but uh, you know we're not looked at very highly by other uh, cultures. Right. You no, know, we're not. And a lot mm -hmm. of uh, cultures think the women are very you know that American women are very loose and yeah. all this stuff. But and then you have to understand like with African women, they were raised I mean, African women and men were raised apart. Yeah. So girls were told not to in interact with boys until they got married. So a lot of African women. They went into their marriage not knowing anything about sex, and the man jumps on, does his business, rolls over, and she's, you know, That's laying right. there like, yeah. what? And and a lot of African women that I have worked with, they don't know what to do. They don't understand. So I've got, you know, these processes I go mm -hmm. through with educating them about their bodies, mm -hmm. about, you know, about sex in general, and you know some some techniques and things and it's just a, a you know a slow process of walking them through to really help them to understand yeah. what their husbands need and what they need yeah. and how to get a happy medium in that it's crazy that you said that because the last um listen we have asked this question uh, is erica from upstate new york and she said what are your thoughts on sex before marriage should people wait and how important is it to um, how important is it to know if you're sexually compatible to your mate before marriage and long-term commitment <laughs> Well, she's, it's funny. She's not married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I know. But I was married before. So. <laughs> but no, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. I'm a spiritual person. All so right, first of too. all, let yeah. me say that. Um, you know what? I've, I've written about this, so yeah. you can find my article on okay. you know why wait to get married to have sex. I think that in this day and age, we need to see if we're sexually compatible yeah. with our partners before we commit to a long-term relationship. Yeah. Um, because if it's not going to work and you're going to find out whether that person wants to move forward or not. Yeah. And, you know, it's better that you find out before you get married and move on. But, you know, there's, a, you know, to each his own. Yeah. If you want to be celibate and then go through, you know, with the church with thing <laughs> and, and, and save yourself <laughs> for the man. But, you know, a lot of these people who are going back and being celibate, oh. they've already started. Yeah, That's they've the already worst. tasted yeah. the honey. And so they <laughs> they haven't already been out there so they know enough about sex that now I can, you know, con I can control myself for enough that yeah. I can find someone who really wants me for me. And I totally get that. Which now that I feel like, I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that I would necessarily wait till I'm married, yeah. but Please I don't necessarily want to be just on just, first date like yeah, well let's yeah, let's yeah. see if we should yeah. go on the second one and let's go ahead and get it tonight yeah. you know so i just I, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with waiting just yeah. to kind of see the direction that the relationship is going and i agree with that i just don't like the back and forth and and like going back to what i was saying about helping the couples out the reason i had that is because i dated a girl who we went to counseling and after about four sessions, the guy wasn't really supposed to. I know they're not supposed to give you any guidance of where to go, but he, after four sessions, he stopped me and he was like, "You need to, you got to cut your losses, man." He's like, "You got to cut your losses." Oh, like during the yeah, during he, the no, session or afterwards? Yeah, after because we drove it. separate cars to get uh, there, uh -uh. and she was gone, and he was like, "You know, if you don't mind staying a little bit after," and I was like, "Not a problem," because she was kind of frustrated by that fourth 
a session where she left early anyway. And he was just like, uh, I don't think this is going to work. He's like, I probably shouldn't be telling you this. He's like, but with what I've heard and the information and the data I've gathered, it's not going to happen. Because the first one, and the reason we went was because the first three months we were together, well, the first month we met, we talked, it was cool, but I felt like it wasn't, I felt like it was kind of boring, so I faded out. And then she reached out to me like weeks later, and then we picked back up. And, I, and she was like, well, let's try this again. We went out, hung out. We had sex within like a month or two. And then for the first three months after that, like we were having sex, it was consistent. And we weren't even in a relationship because I have an issue. You know me. I have an issue with just committing to things. So I was like, you know what? Voice is shaky and everything. I'm like, hey, will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> you know, like I didn't even know how to address it because I was like, I'm not good with this. So we got in a relationship, and it was like two months after being in a relationship, I wasn't living with her, but I was always over there. And it was to the point where I was telling uh, my friend Derek, I was like, this could be the one. And shortly after I said that, it's like she really didn't cook anymore. She wasn't having sex. And, like, I, I'm more into role playing. And I bought her an outfit. She wore one of the outfits. I bought three. She never wore the other ones. And I was like, what happened to all of this, like, rose petals on Valentine's Day leading and a meal and, the, and you know, the bubble bath mm -hmm. and you cooking and we going out and – and it was like it just fell off. And I was like, I feel like you tricked me into being here. And now I'm stuck here. So months went by. And I'm just like, I get to a point where I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to cheat. I knew cheating was the next thing. And I remember going out to eat with her one last time after the counseling and everything. And it was just like everything she was saying to me, I wasn't hearing. And I just told her, I was like, I got I, I can't do this because I'm very brutally honest. And I said, I'm going to be cheating here in no time. It's no way that I could be here. You gave me something. We started out with sex, and now we're not having sex. Not because she was practicing celibacy. It's just because she had kind of got tired of me and was mad at me for being mad at her for not doing the things oh, she wow. initiated. See, but right. then the, the communication. Right. It was horrible. Breakdown. It was a total breakdown yeah. of communication. Again, you know, when you when that's uh, that's why I really love this game, Intimate Foreplay. Yeah. It really does get a dialogue started. When we don't talk about these things, we don't understand each other, and we don't know what each other needs um, to to keep the yeah. relationship going and yeah. to ma maintain the relationship. So, yeah, communication is so so vital to um, building, you know, the foundation for a relationship. Do you think sex is a deal breaker if it's a good relationship, but the sex may the chemistry of sex may not be there? If you're both healthy and, and normal individuals, if sex is not a part of your relationship, it could be detrimental. What was you about to say? I was going to say I felt like it was depending on how important it was to you. Yeah. Well, whether it's important or not, the, the, okay, if there's something uh, preventing you from being mm -hmm. able to have a healthy sexual relationship, there's still other things you can do without having intercourse. All right. Okay, so there's there's other ways of connecting and feeling that love and that connection and that mm -hmm. that that, um, that, that passion right. and all of that without having physical. I mean, because there's you know people with erectile dysfunction, you know, they can't have an erection, but they can still have sex. So. Wait a minute. <laughs> that yes. was like a. That was like I felt like that was an equation. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> you know I was about to tell you something. You're like, how does how does two square okay. plus y? If Bob goes yes. <laughs> well, for the for the same reason, you know. Well, okay, we can't get too graphic, but okay. So, and men can have uh, multiple orgasms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people don't believe that. So yeah, the we limit ourselves sexually yeah okay we we have seen it done a certain way and 
and but you know humans can be very creative i'm gonna say that mm-hmm. right now <laughs> yes they can but for the most part um a lot of people still just do the you know one position and that's it yeah. you know but if we if you understand that the connection intimacy is, is more than just sex yeah. it it will take you a lot farther than you know thinking that okay we can't have sex uh, so this relationship is over yeah. you know but i think if if the sex starts to fall off then there's something else at the core of that and we have to discuss what is it what's going on things are changing and I'm not necessarily happy with the changes yeah. that are happening so we need to find out you know what's at the bottom what's, the what's really the cause of this so yeah I think um, when you get when you stop and you just kind of say hey let's let's talk and let's get through this then you know you can get turn things around and so we got about 10 more minutes. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to go back to the swingers part. And the reason I asked, because when you said that, I know it's a place that we've done a show at, and they always have like a swingers night. It seems like every other night. But it's I literally, when I go, it's like I'm getting a drink, and I'm like, she don't got nothing on under that jacket. Oh. You know, so it's like, how do you introduce, what's the, how do you introduce people into that or introduce that conversation to people who are closed off? of that about that option you know you may be listening to a client and they're talking about this and it may pop in your head that you know what swinging may be a good thing for them how do you introduce that to somebody who may not even be open to that uh, that type of thing well first of all i i do a a lengthy questionnaire with my clients an intake form that i give uh so i i totally understand what you know so that's already covered for me but um i don't usually suggest a lifestyle change unless they say something that uh, points me in that direction. That they may be interested in it. And I'll say, well, first of all, are you guys experienced this? I, so I clarify because yeah. they may not put it on the questionnaire or answer it the way, you know, I think it. And a threesome is not swinging. Yeah. People need to know that because so, they yeah. think it is. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. You got to give up your woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to yeah. share. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I always clarify. Mm-hmm. Are you guys in the lifestyle? Are you swinging? Or have you tried yeah. it before? Are you willing to try it? Yeah. And um, then I'll kind of phrase it that way so they can like let me know where they what their where their heads are. Yeah. So, you know, I don't necessarily bring it up. I just I I let my clients lead, lead me. Yeah, that's good. I always wondered about that. I've always just been open minded with sex. I don't know if anybody ever watched the show Talk Sex with Sue Johansson. Like. <laughs> I think it was like early, yeah, like early 2000s, late 90s. I was watching that and the books and like I've always been open to learning and understanding things because the basics is to me is like after, especially when you're talking marriage and talking long term, you if you're not open to swinging, you have to be open to different things Uh, in reference to, like you said, not even just penetration, like the intimacy parts of it or even watching stuff. And I just think a lot of times we are so closed off to what. different avenues and and i think because society and the way we're raised in church and in the black community we are scared to talk about these things and i know for me for a long time i was like you know i can't really say how i feel or the things that i want to do because people will look at me and be like oh you you're a nympho or you're a sex addict or no it's not about having sex every day it's just about exploring my mind and my body with somebody else that I trust and I'm open to that without being called nasty or a freak or whatever the case may be just mm-hmm. because I think outside the box. And and women hold off from uh, letting anybody know how 
how the, sexual they, they are, are yeah. because you know they are viewed as a tramp or yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a loose woman or whatever. So yeah, you know it's but it's our society. It's yeah. what our society has created. And I was having a co- matter of fact, I was having a conversation with your brother this week, mm-hmm. and we were talking about that. And I was saying that a lot of times I feel like guys will say that they're open to hearing things and then when you are open then when you are open and say oh well i like x y and z yeah. then it's like oh like where'd you, where'd you where'd learn, you learn you, that right at? right <laughs> right, right, right oh wait you, you, so i feel like sometimes you want to be open and then whenever you say okay i'm gonna I'm be open with someone and then they sh- shut you down it's yeah. just like okay i'm not gonna say nothing yeah. anymore yeah yeah that's why i said communication is mm-hmm. very important so instead of them you know charging you and saying well where'd you learn that you know, you can say, oh, that's interesting. You know, tell me more about that, right. you know. And then, you know, just know that it's like a flower. Once it starts to blossom and open mm-hmm. up, you know, you see the true beauty. If you don't, you know, allow that flower to open up, it's you, gonna die. yeah, it's going to, it's not even going to fulfill the full blossoming mm-hmm. and the beauty of yeah. that. You're not going to experience it because you have, you know, yeah. you've neglected to allow it to, to open up. Right. Yeah. How much flack have you taken, not just overall, but I always try to focus on the black community at some point. How much flack have you taken from the black community for standing in your true self and talking about these things? You know, I haven't gotten a lot at all. I mean, I, I have not been invited into the church to talk about none like that. Well, of course, that ain't going to happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and... Um, they got some churches popping up, though, that are pretty open, though. Yeah, but, you know... I. It, what is taught in the, in the church as far as trying to counsel yeah. and all of the singles classes and yeah. stuff like that, they try to base everything on the Bible that's good and whatever. Yeah. But there needs to be some other stuff it up in there. It needs to be. Because, 2,000 you know, years today, ago, I don't know if they yeah, was doing conolingus. You know, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it, is, <laughs> it is important that, you know, what's taught is that it's balanced. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we're, not, we're, not, we're not really giving our, we're not serving very the true. community the way we need to serve them by leaving off so right, yeah. much and the church is not the only place you can find that you know and yeah. you can't you there's only so much on the internet you're going to learn you're going to learn and that's why it's good to go directly to the source if you, you know mm-hmm. i always say you know if you don't talk to me or you don't come see me because yeah. i don't accept insurance i'm gonna tell you that right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to talk to a yeah, if you want to talk to a professional, <laughs> find someone that yeah. you feel comfortable talking with, and you need to interview them as much as they interview yeah. you, yeah. because you need to feel you you're sharing your most intimate mm-hmm. stuff with someone. You yeah. need to know that they have um, they they have your back, yeah. and they're, they're going to be easy to talk to, and they're going to be open and non judgmental yeah. atmosphere. So. You know, yeah, go ahead and find somebody to talk to and bring your, your partner with you. Yeah. I think it's important. I know the church uh, we went to, um, my mom, had a win- they had a women's conference one time, and they were talking about sex and all that or what they weren't. They were talking about sex but not talking about sex. I don't know what they was talking about, but she said <laughs> that they were talking about how in the bedroom you should only be practicing one position. What? It was missionary, and this that's is, the this man. Is, this, is, this, is, this is a recent conference? This No, this is when I was. No, oh, no. Back when oh, I was going to see, the church, I was going oh, to okay. back home. Oh, but, long they, time ago. but they still have that mindset. You know what I'm saying? If it's changed, it may have changed now because leadership has gotten a little younger. But at the time that I was there, they were preaching that, or they were talking about, don't do anything outside your bedroom. Everything should be done in the bed, like no sex in the kitchen. No, like oh everything should be confined to the bed <laughs> with that one position. What What is the basis about? What like What is this basis? I just say put a post up and just look at it if that's the case because there's no difference. But that's what she talked about, how that's all that extra, none of that. 
You can and do I'm, none of that. And I want to go back ridiculous. to, yeah, that is ridiculous. I want to go back to something you said because you just reminded me about, um, you know, even viewing like movies. Yeah. You know, it does. Pornography has lots of genres, yeah. okay? You don't have to watch something where it degrades, degrades women. Right. Yeah. It could be something that's a very... Um, it has, rom it has romance. Yep. And it's... Um, it's uh, how is, There's an, a term for it. But anyway, you know, you can, you know, watch stuff that, that's stimulating and it's beautiful yeah. and uh, an expression of... It's more erotic of, than it's yeah, like, yeah, very vulgar. Of, of the oh. romance and the love yeah. between two people. But, you know, a lot of people don't even want to do that. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to watch no porn. I think you have to be careful with pornography. I mean, I watch porn. I'm just, I mean, like I said, I'm transparent. I don't care about being honest and open. But I also think depending on how you view it. And what I mean by that is sometimes you have to be realistic with yourself to know there are people who watch porn and the things that are happening in porn, they expect it to happen on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's like, that's not going to happen. Right. I think a lot of people also get caught up in, like I say, media to where they see the porn and it's like big breasts, big booties, flat stomachs. Everything is perfect. And then they looking at their girl like, she ain't what I saw. So some people get lost in that world of pornography to where they lose the attention of their woman and they're paying more attention to what's on the screen and themselves and it leaves their woman shut out and it's like oh I'm not cheating maybe you're not but to some women they do see that as a source of cheating if it's something that you have to hide in another room and do or do when she leaves you know yeah. because you're so obsessed with doing that right yeah so I just think you have to be careful. But we're getting ready to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for coming out, Dr. Cat. Thank you for having Where me. Where can they find you on social media and anywhere else? Well, I'm on I'm on all the social media. Okay. Well, not Snapchat, but. Uh, <laughs> me either, so I'm there with you. I haven't got to that. But uh, you can find me uh, at drkatsmith.com. That's D-R-K-A-T smith.com. And if you go on my site, then uh, the across the top banner, you'll see all my social media. So Facebook, Pinterest, okay. Twitter, um, Google+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. And if they wanted to book you for a session, they can find that information as well yes. uh, on there. Info at drcatsmith.com is the email address. Okay. And the phone number is 972-594-9435. All right. And, Gabby, where can they find you at? It's been a minute. I'm sure they probably don't forget. Um, I'm on. I'm, <laughs> fact, Looking at look. it now. Yeah, let me look. I don't know. <laughs> that old brain. Okay, I'm on, on, on Twitter as naturally underscore G with three E's. And the same thing for Instagram. And Snapchat, I'm GS Johnson 0207. All right. And you can find me on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. That's S I R R O B E R T P O E. You can find us at The Reality Is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Anchor. Anchor is a new app that everybody I feel needs to check out. For me, it's it's something. Are you on Anchor? No. You should definitely try it. Like the conversations we're having now, like um, say, for instance, if you wanted to pose a question about balancing the male and fem uh, female energy, like once you get enough people on you or following, even if they're not following you, you get live responses um, then and there to where, not to be funny, it could help with something that you're doing with your book because you're getting responses from people. I've talked to people from Amsterdam, California, Europe, like everywhere, and just to get those different perspectives outside of just talking to my black friends or my white friends, like you're getting an international perspective on different things that you're talking awesome. about. So uh, be sure to follow us again at The Reality Is. You can check out the website, therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. You can uh, email us or send audio messages to info at therealityis.com. And be sure to check out some local writings uh, with I Live in Dallas by Artesia Swindle. You can look at her website at noartesia.com. That's K-N-O-W-A-R-T-E-S-I-A dot com. And yes, I spelled it right because you were listening to try and see if I was going to spell it right. Hey, man, this is uh, this is the end of our show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Always remember, inhale courage to exhale success. We'll talk to you guys next week. I just want to set you free. Don't want a handcuff.
Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.